Dude, ranking these fucking horror movies was one of the hardest things I've ever done. And I definitely reserve the right to have a completely different list for tomorrow. <laughs> it, it was such a pain in the ass. It was. A lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Like, when I initially made my list of like, oh, here are a bunch of horror movies I like. There yeah. were 43 movies. And I was like, son of a bitch. Mine got to 40. And then I had to cut it back from there. God. I'm going to anger a lot of people with mine. Mostly because I haven't seen a lot of horror movies. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I don't know. I don't know how I feel. I, I did originally just have Malignant 20 times. But I did too. <laughs> I thought about getting a graphic and being like, all right, can, let's pull up my, my top 20 and it's just Malignant. <laughs> Are you going to like display or add graphics or anything to it or like make a final list on the text or people's got to listen and remember it? Maybe. We'll see. People are going to have to listen and remember it, aren't they? Yep. Yeah, that's fair. Hello, everyone. I'm Dalton Burdett. I'm Nick Iricchio. And we are The Movie Nights. Well, some of them. If you're watching this because you want to hear our uncensored... Unfiltered. ...thoughts and opinions about the world of movies and entertainment news, so kick back... Relax. And thank you for being part of the conversation. Welcome back, buddy. Thank you. I missed it. We miss to, you, too. I want to thank Hannah, though. She did a great job yes. filling in for me. Yep, she stepped up. She did a good job. She did. Kind of butchered the opening there for a bit, but we got <laughs> back on track after. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, well, it's good to have you back, and it's good to be talking about movie news and movie-related things. First big thing. Yes. Uh, Dune 2. Officially confirmed. Uh, officially happening. Dune Part 2, Legendary Pictures announced with an, with an October 2023 release date. Seems very ambitious. They've totally been working on this movie. <laughs> <laughs> they had to. They, they like had to. Con- concept art, script, like yeah. you know that this has been in the this has been yeah. in the works for a hot minute before the official oh, announcement. Because yeah. either that or they said that, and Denise like, "There's no fucking way I'm going to get done by October of 2023." Yeah. He's like, "I had to work yesterday." Because he just released a statement earlier saying that he can't even start shooting it until the end of next year. Really? Is yeah. he working on something else? Or? I think so. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but I'm pretty sure. Gotcha. So yeah. it's just like, yep. Mm-hmm. There's no way it'll be done by October 2023. No fucking way. No clue, but that's exciting. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm excited. I fucking yeah. love Dune. Yeah. I loved it. I'm gonna watch it more. I was, I wasn't bored. I enjoyed enjoyed it. That was very well made. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel grasped. Gotcha. Into it, mm-hmm. but I still liked it a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah like they have mean. me for a sequel. Yeah. And I think if the sequel's really good and that's when I get engaged in, I think it's kind of like, I think Kyler, was it Kyler that compared it to Lord of the Rings? Yeah. It's like, if you just watch the first one and then have to wait two years, you're like, yeah. man, that kind of sucked. Yeah. But then we see the second and the third one, you're like, oh shit, this is solid. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think that's what it'll end up being for me probably. Yeah. You know, it'll, it'll be interesting. What do you guys think about Doom Part 2 being official? Let us know down below as we go on to our next thing. Before we go to our next topic... Could you grab me my Funko Pops? Oh my God! Yes, I can. <laughs> I wow. just re- I just realized. I looked down. I was like, "Where are they?" I got you, dude. Mm-hmm. I see you added Spider-Man Black and Gold suit into the mix. Yes, I did. <laughs> Is that to get hype for the movie? To get hype. Did you get any of the other ones? Nope. No. <laughs> I'm waiting for when they release um Pops of Toby and Andrew. Because mm-hmm. you see the con- hopefully they're in the movie. Did you see the context for that suit? Yes, I did. 
We won't talk about it on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I, was just, I was just curious if you saw the. I did. It made immediate sense as soon as they said it. I'm yeah. like, how did I not figure that out? Yeah. Hilarious. It's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. I like it a lot. Yeah. That, that sold me on it because I yep. think it looks terrible. <laughs> personally. You know what I mean? I, I don't think it looks good. And then they did that. I'm like, nah, all right. That's funny. That's yeah. funny. But yeah, sorry about the Funko Pops. Oh, uh, you're fine. Moving on to our next story. Yes. This one made us both a little bit sad. Mm-hmm. You love James Wan. Mm-hmm. I love James Wan as well. Something that was announced a while back and then canceled last year, I believe, was this movie that he was going to make a spinoff of Aquaman yes. called The Trench about those horrific fucking looking things from the first movie. Mm-hmm. And he's a horror guy. So it was like, oh, this will be really interesting and cool. I'm excited about this. Then they canceled the project last year and we were like, damn it. Sucks. Well, it's recently come to light. A fan was talking to him on Instagram mm-hmm. talking about the sequel or about Black Manta. They, they, this, the fan asked, are you going to make a Black Manta spinoff movie? Because who doesn't want that? And James Wan said... I'll let you in on a little secret. The canceled Trench movie was secretly a standalone Black Manta movie. Mm. And they fucking canceled it, Nicholas. Yep. Why? I would have loved to have seen a Black <laughs> it, Manta it, it movie. It breaks my heart. I, I'm i curious about if they were going to market it as a Trench movie, and then mm-hmm. you'd see it and it was Black Manta, or they were just kind of doing that so the trades didn't take off and, like... yeah. That's probably if what it was. If it didn't was. work out, they could sweep it under the rug. That's probably exactly what they tried to do. And then, like when they were they're like, "Oh yeah, no, actually, this is a Black Manta movie." Someone, someone brought up an interesting point uh, on that. Uh, they were looking at the footage from uh, DC Fandom, mm-hmm. and he has like a black looking trident thing, and so people were wondering if that was going to bridge him and Aquaman and Aquaman Two, and like about how he gets that trident oh. and stuff like that. Or maybe they just couldn't flesh out all the details. I, I, I bet we see a lot of whatever he wanted to do in, in that movie. In Aquaman 2. In Aquaman yeah. 2. Because mm-hmm. we know we're going to get a lot more of Black Manta. Which... Yeah. He probably had it. he probably had a solid hour and a half just short little Black Manta movie. Yeah. And that did Aquaman 2. was like, man, this is two hours. I could probably make it 30 minutes. The Black yeah. Manta mini. Like, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if we just follow Black Manta for like 20 minutes. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I'd be down for that. And we get more Patrick Wilson, too, so it's a win-win. <laughs> love it. <laughs> love it. Love Patrick Wilson. Love Black Manta. Yes. Yaya Abdul-Mateen, too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We really, forget the number at the end. Yeah, too. Uh, really bummed that the movie mm-hmm. isn't going to happen. However, we're still getting him in Aquaman 2. Yes. What do you guys think about this news that that Trench spinoff was supposed to be a secret Black Manta movie? Let us know down below. And also, we're going to move on to our next story. Nicholas, you know I'm a big fan of Ryan Gosling. You are a big fan of Ryan Gosling. And you know I'm a big fan of cool shit. Yeah. <laughs> I think the Wolfman's pretty cool. Wolfman is cool. Dude. And a while ago we reported that Lee Warnell is going to be writing and directing a Wolfman movie starring Ryan Gosling as the Wolfman. Yes. Slight mix-up. Hmm. Or change, rather. This is an exclusive from Deadline. Uh, it's going to have a new director, and it won't be Lee Warnell, unfortunately. But it's going to be um, Derek Cienfrance. Sorry if I said that incorrectly who's directed with Gosling before in The Place Beyond the Pines and Blue Valentine. Famously directed Blue Valentine, got Michelle Williams an Oscar nomination. I don't know if she won. But uh, Deadline reads, A Sion friend steps in for Lee Winnell, who parted ways with the project earlier this year due to scheduling. Gosling, Ken Cow, and Jason Blum are producing, and Sion France is penning the script, so he'll be writing and directing the film from Lee Winnell. 
Okay. And with, what... and with Gosling's connection to him, I wouldn't be surprised if after Lee Winnell had to step away that Gosling was like, I know a guy, mm-hmm. and just you know was able to make it happen, especially with his name on the producing side. But uh, what are your thoughts on this director change-up? Did, did they say why he left? Was it a scheduling? It said scheduling. Dip? So not creative. Or yeah. I wonder if, because he was writing directing, I wonder how far he got into it. Like if Yeah, I wonder how much of it. Just, are they going to polish the script up a bit? Yeah, and, maybe. You know, or what? He, I, I have a feeling they're just going to start from scratch. Maybe yeah. give Lee Winnell an EP credit if they use some of his ideas. Oh, maybe. We'll see. But it seems like a, a clean break. Yeah, yeah no, it, okay. it doesn't seem too bad. Lee Winnell did Invisible Man, right? And Upgrade. And Upgrade. Really liked Upgrade. You're the only human being who doesn't like Invisible Man. I was not Man. a fan of Invisible Man. I love that movie. I want to watch and it again with you. Okay. I would love that. And then you can make me watch whatever you want. Whatever you want. <laughs> Malignant. <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch that movie all fucking Oh, man. Day. I got to figure out how to... What can I torture you with? That's a good question. Anyway. Um... <laughs> Wait, so were they just going to give Lee Winnell all these monster movies? Some, After Wolfman, was he just going to do Frankenstein? Some of them. <laughs> well, so, somebody's making a Dracula movie. I don't remember who it is, but they're doing like a Dracula movie with somebody. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. I'm going to look into that. Will you distract the audience? <laughs> I missed you all. <laughs> In the comments, please let me know a movie I can make Dalton watch that would be torture for him. Jaws 3D. There we go. Listen, <laughs> the Jaws sequels aren't great. I'll watch Jaws 3D. I've seen it many times. Oh, man. A 10-hour loop of Logan's death scene in Logan. Chloe Zhao is doing Dracula. All right. Yes, that's who it was. I I love how she was like made that movie, right? Uh, Nomadland, yeah, and one big, and then she just didn't become one of these like, you know, when like someone makes it big like that, and you're like, all right, this person's gonna be pretentious yeah. and like be really selective, and she's like, no, nah, man, I'm gonna go make a Marvel movie and give a Dracula me, movie. Give me Dracula, fuck it. If Kevin wants me to do his Star Wars, I'll I'll play in Star Wars. She's like, yeah, give me the toys, man. I want to like, let me get paid. <laughs> Let's me get paid and make cool shit. Yeah, I don't want that fucking indie, indie yeah. money. Come on, I don't have time for that. Give me a Marvel paycheck. Yeah, no, for real. Because I know that the reason she got Nomadland was because she made a movie called The Writer, mm-hmm. I think in 2017, and it was like just this sleeper indie hit. And then, because uh, uh, I used to follow Screen Junkies a bunch, and they have somebody, I don't know, I don't know if they still, if she yeah. still works for them, because I haven't followed them in a while, but her name was Roth Cornette. Because mm-hmm. she would not... And in, in a good way, I'm not saying it's rude. She wouldn't shut up about the writer, and she was like, "This movie is so good," and I still haven't seen it. Yeah. But like, but I remembered like the writer, and then when Nomadland came out, she was like, "This is the person that made the writer. I bet you this movie is going to be great." And then, then won, yeah. And then she was on a live show when it got announced that Chloe Zhao was going to direct Eternals, and then she was like, "Yes!" Like she was <laughs> like, "Finally, they're going to give this person something." So I was like, "Dang, I gotta," you know. But I yeah, I never saw Nomadland. Neither have I. I'm going to watch it before Eternals. I feel like I have to. I feel like I can't let Eternals be my first yeah. first movie. Yeah, before. we'll we'll get in there. I might watch The Writer 2 if it's streaming yeah. anywhere. We'll see. But my God, Dracula, she's just, she's just playing. Yeah. I love it. Good yeah. for her. Yeah. But uh, moving on to our next story, this one also an exclusive from Deadline. Uh, you know the Valzad Superman project that's coming to HBO Max that will be produced by Michael B. Jordan? Yes. 
they now have these screenplay writers. I didn't know that it was going to be called Val Valzad. I thought they were just. Well, th that's the character's name. I don't know if it's going to be. The movie is going to be called that. Oh no! I thought that they were just making Kalel African American. No, 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 no. It's based gotcha. off of a character named Valzad. I did not know that. Okay, cool. Yes, of the House of Zod. Um. Ooh. Yes. And it's going to be written by Darnell Mateer and Josh Peters. Um, they, their most recent script project was uh, the new Transformers Rise of the Beasts that's coming out next year. Hell yeah. So uh, we'll see. Um, they've written some stuff that I've never mm -hmm. heard of before. But um, it seems like it's going to be great. I think Stephen Cable Jr. is directing Transformers Rise of the Beasts. He did Creed 2. I think. See, damn it, I have to look this up again now. But uh, but yes, what are your thoughts on um, the Valzad project finding new writers? And do you think, th um, obviously this means that the project's moving forward. Yeah. And it's going to be an HBO Max original, which Walter Hamada a while ago said that they're going to be doing a lot of. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on this project? And are you excited that it's moving forward? I am, yeah. I always think it's interesting. I think, you know, Michael B. Jordan is a really good name in Hollywood right now. And... I'm happy he's attached with it. I think that he'll take it seriously. You know, he'll make sure that it's good. Uh, those writers, I mean, I haven't seen mm -hmm. the Transformers yeah. movie yet, so I can't is, speak to them. Yeah, it is Stephen Campbell Jr. Okay. And I, I forgot that Ron Perlman is going to be Optimus Prime. So We're going to get to that in a second. <laughs> I don't want to take away from this. Um, so it's okay. an HBO Max original? Yeah. Cool. I... I I like that it's moving forward. I'm interested in casting next. Yeah. And who they'll get for like a villain. Like, are they going to do like a Superman villain? I'm not familiar with the this version of the character. Yeah, me neither. I bet we get a Brainiac maybe finally. That'd be or cool. Something. As long Wh as... Why Jordan's just not playing him blows my mind. Yeah, that's odd, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but we'll see. Will this be set most likely in the DCEU? I don't think so. They haven't said anything, mm -hmm. so I'm not sure. But Batgirl is. Batgirl is. Gotcha. And if it's in the DCU, that means they could get Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. <laughs> yes, I know how much you love him. I think he'd do it. <laughs> I think so too. I genuinely think if they approached him to be Lex Luthor again, he'd say yes. Why not? You know? He doesn't Why watch not? the movies anyway. Yeah, no, he doesn't watch anything. He's in. Go get paid. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the project. I'm also excited for Rise of the Beast, and I don't know why. I really haven't cared for the Transform. I didn't see... I don't think I saw any of the Mark Wahlberg ones. Neither did I. But I loved Bumblebee. Bumblebee was fantastic. And I'm hoping that this is kind of Bumblebee adjacent. Yeah. I hope so, too. I don't but know I don't, I don't know for sure. Is it like a sequel to the Wahlberg? They, like they confuse me. I don't know. Do you think I'll they'll to... say, or do you think they'll be like, hey, here's no, the new I'm sure during press they'll yeah. say something. But that's cool. Ron yeah. Perlman, nice. Yes, very cool, very cool. What do you guys think about the new writers for the project? Let us know down below. And our final story before we get into our ranked horror films. Yes. This is the one I'm, the story I'm most excited to talk about. You know how much I love the movie The Raid and The Raid 2. Yes, fantastic. And Eco Oasis, the guy, main guy in The Raid. And he's yeah. in a ton of amazing action films like The Night Comes for Us mm -hmm. and several others. Was well, he in Mile 22? He was, yeah. but that movie blows. I never saw it. Very Don't. disappointing. Gotcha. I haven't watched another Peter Berg movie because I was so disappointed in that movie. Yeah, him and Mark Wahlberg kind of went on yeah. a whole... But they even even after that, they did Spencer Confidential, which I still haven't seen. And they did uh, <laughs> that, one more, I think. That one's fine. 
But like I, yeah. to, but to be yeah, fair, yeah, yeah. I loved Lone Survivor. I loved Deepwater Horizon. I really loved Deepwater Horizon, and I loved yeah. Patriots Day. I feel like they kind of just yeah, but like yeah, I'm not saying they're not talented. I'm just no, saying. no, fan- yeah, yeah. It was yeah, but anyway, my guy Eco Oasis. I believe yes. it's I believe that's how you say his name. Just got cast in the Expendables Four as the lead villain. Hell yeah, he did. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm I'm curious because I don't think, to my recollection, he doesn't really speak English, right? He's I, I think he's getting better because he's in a Netflix show called like something Assassins. Okay, and I've seen clips of him speaking better English. Okay, so I, either he's been practicing or he just won't speak English in the movie. He or was he also in Stuber. He was in Stuber. I forgot about I that. I feel like you and I are like the only two people who like that movie. I love Stuber. I have it on 4K. <laughs> I'll watch Stuber. And I, uh, <laughs> dude, I love that movie. You want to watch Stuber? Yeah. Yeah. Dude. But like everyone else hates that movie. Yeah. I loved it. I enjoyed it. I know uh, Liam and Sky and Harry mm-hmm. all think that it is just bang average. They don't hate it. Yeah. They don't hate it. Yeah. But they use that as their baseline. For okay. Things. Okay. Like, they'll see something, they'll go, oh, how was that new horror movie? They're yeah. like, oh, it was the Stuber of horror. I gotcha. <laughs> That's so funny. That's how they use it. They go, oh, that was, it was the you mean, Stuber you mean, of action You mean movies. like how Kyler uses Doctor Strange in the MCU? Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny to me. Yeah. Oh, well, I think good. Stuber's a top-tier comedy. I love yeah. Stuber. I thought it was great. <laughs> when Dave Bautista gets in the car, and then he goes, let me guess, you want me to take you to all the Sarah Connors in town? <laughs> That shit was so funny. Better when he's trying to do the, the, the point turn. Kumal Nanjiani's in the MCU. Yes, he is. I can't wait. <laughs> this is exactly like Jaws. <laughs> yes. I'm so excited. Oh, but anyway. Wait, that's exciting. I, honestly, I'll be real with you. I love the Expendables <laughs> franchise so much. I, I love... Okay, Expendables 1 has its moments. I love, but it took itself too seriously. That's what I love about it. <laughs> they tried, they did, and it's hysterical. And Mickey Rourke really tried, man, in that monologue. He <laughs> Mickey did. Rourke tried yeah. so hard. And then, uh, <clears throat> but like, it still is like the third act of that movie is really fun. Yeah. Second Expendables movie is fucking great. That's the best. They one. knew exactly how fucking stupid directed they by were. Simon West, director <laughs> of Con Air, and they just fucking. Yep. went all out and just made this dumb, fun movie that knew exactly what it was. Expendables 3, very disappointing. I think 3, they tried to blend them. They tried to be fun while also trying to be serious. And they made it PG-13. Yeah. And Mel Gibson was the villain. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing. He was a good villain. Mel Gibson was a good villain. <sighs> Jean-Claude yeah. Van Damme was the villain of the second one. Yeah, he was. I, I, I'm excited. I'm I'm curious to see who else they add to the roster, what kind of old timers they can add in, and who will return. I wonder who they'll get. You know, I know they got a few of them already. We know that Statham, apparently Statham is going to be the new lead. Okay. And Sylvester Stallone is in the movie going to, like, pass it to him. Because apparently Stallone only shot for a couple of days. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So to be... So, so we know coming back are Jason Statham, Sylvester Stallone, Dolph Lundgren, Randy Couture. So glad they got Randy Couture. I love Randy Couture. Yeah. Unfortunately, no Terry Crews, but we kind of knew that because of the the whole situation he had on the previous movies. Apparently, there was a producer that like was horrible to him. Ah. And he was like, "I'm not coming back if that guy's still attached." And I assume he's still attached if he's not here, or maybe gotcha. maybe it's just another thing. Newcomers are Megan Fox, Fifty Cent, 
Jacob Sapio, who just joined Batgirl, mm-hmm. and Andy Garcia. <laughs> Good. And uh, <laughs> it's going to be directed by Scott Wall, who used to be a stuntman, so I'm not um, worried about the action. Yeah, no. And Spencer Cohen wrote the script with revisions by Max Adam and John Joseph Connolly. Listen, they keep putting Expendables movies out there. I'm going to watch them. Yeah. Remember the all-female one they tried to do a while back? Yeah, Expendabellas. Expendabellas. But it never happened. Yeah, that's a shame. That probably would have been good. It probably would have been good. <laughs> that rumored cast they had? I was yeah. like, all right. Yeah. No, I, I hope eventually, like if this one's semi-successful, I hope they do make it. Well, I know it. the third one they had issues because like it leaked online. Yeah. Like it was one of the most pirated movies yeah. ever. Like it's so, a lot of... I think that content. probably hindered the delay on getting this one going. Yeah. Yeah. But... Yeah, keep but making yeah. them. I'll see them. I'm excited for it. What do you guys think about Eco Oasis joining Expendables 4? And if you haven't watched any of the Raid movies, for the love of God, watch them. They're so good. I don't know how they didn't get Nick Cage for the Expendables yet. I, do you think they just don't want him? Or do you think they asked I him? I don't know. Maybe he just won't do it. I'm genuinely shocked Simon West couldn't get him for two. I don't know where he would have fit in that movie. Yeah. I wonder if they'll get Harrison Ford. Remember, because he replaced. Oh yeah, because he replaced Bruce Willis. He replaced Bruce yeah. Willis. I mean, it was a different character, but yeah. they were like Bruce Willis is like, nah, fam. Well, what happened was, uh, he wanted a fuck ton of money. Like they were like, hey man, thinking they're being good friends, which they were. They're like, we'll give you three million dollars for four days of filming. Yeah, and Bruce was like, no, a million per day. They're like, so one more million? No, dude. Like that million's got to go to. Yeah, that's paying for six people. <laughs> like, yeah, that's paying for Randy Couture. Yeah. for the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, like no. Yeah, and then he was like, arr, 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 and then they got Harrison Ford. <laughs> yeah, well, what the fuck's he doing? Bruce Willis. Yeah, he hasn't had a good movie in years. Yeah, dude, he just did an interview recently where he said, "I don't really like making movies." <laughs> it's like we've noticed for I've, a while. I've gathered. Yeah, he kind of tried in Glass. He kind of tried in Glass, but also his character. In Unbreakable was just how Bruce Willis is now. Or yeah. just walking around like, like I don't want to be here. Yeah. 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 Harrison Weird. Ford had a good time. He did. He did. I hope they get him back. That'd be good. Harrison Ford's best performance was Anchorman 2. I'll say it. You like the version. I could quote that whole movie. <laughs> so it is now that time of the show where we do the rumors of the roundtable. But after that, we're going to show our top 20 horror movies for Halloween. Yes. Hit me with the rumor. Interesting rumor this week. Uh, I want to touch briefly, actually, on a news story that broke last week okay. that you and Hannah discussed, which was the casting of Brendan Fraser yes. as Firefly in Batgirl. I want to give my two cents on that and just Please say do. I fucking love it. Sold immediately. Good for Brendan Fraser. He's part of the DC family already, oh, yes. and he's doing more. And I love it. And a rumor kind of ties into that. Okay. Which comes from uh, potential casting before Brendan Fraser was cast. Okay. Rumor has it that they initially offered it to Sylvester Stallone. And he turned it down. Interesting. Yeah. That is interesting. So not a, not a, not a uh, rumor moving forward, but mm-hmm. just something out there I thought was was interesting. I wonder if it ties in with Expendables four. Yeah, maybe he didn't like the script or the character yeah. or whatever be it. But yeah, apparently uh, that was who who choice number one was rumored to be have been. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Which, yeah, so I'm curious what they're gonna do with that character yeah. in terms of Brendan Fraser. Yeah, because like, Firefly doesn't look like Brendan Fraser. Yeah, I mean he's gonna so. have a suit, I imagine. 
they'll probably have a suit or it'll be like an organization or mm-hmm. something like that. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, want to provide an update on previous rumors of the roundtable. Oh, yeah, something that was confirmed it to be true. It has been confirmed that Bill Murray ding, is, ding, in ding, fact, ding, ding. in Ant-Man and the Wasp. <laughs> or whatever the fuck that chair said. <laughs> that new logo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. Yeah. That was yeah. funny. That was a good, good, good one there. I dug it. <laughs> I have no idea who the fuck he's playing. Yeah. But he was just showed up like, yeah, yeah, I shot a Marvel I, I, I movie. I did a Marvel movie. I really liked the director, so I was like, all right, yeah. yeah. And then, and then people were like, is it Ant Ant Man? And then he goes, yeah, that what that director he made that cheerleading movie. And they're like, it is Ant Man. <laughs> Why do you think we can't look that shit up? <laughs> Bring it on. Yeah, great yeah. movie. Yeah. So, so, I mean, I it's it's not as bad as you remember it. I didn't remember. Pay- I didn't know Peyton Reed made that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I love Peyton Reed. Same. Mandalorian finale was good. Will he be the... Wait, what'd you say? Mandalorian finale was good. Yes. Will he be the second director to complete a trilogy, or will Guardians 3 be out before then? I think Guardians 3 comes out in May, and then Ant-Man July. Gotcha. John Watts. John the Watts. The first person to complete an my MCU guy, trilogy. My guy, John Watts. He did it. I love John Watts. <laughs> I've genuinely never seen him speak in an interview or everything, but I <laughs> just, just fucking chill. For some reason, I just have this like, I have this attachment to him. Like, if I ever got the chance to interview him, I'd be like, "How's it going?" I just want to let you know that, like, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I've never met you. <laughs> um, you know what I think did it for me? It was like the photo. You know what it was? I think it was all the behind the scenes photos from Homecoming. Mm-hmm. One, the dude's just not on any social media. Yeah, and I think it's hysterical. And when he does post. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. Like when uh, the No Way Home trailer leaked, uh-huh. <laughs> his Instagram post announcing it was like 50 phones watching it. <laughs> He's like, as the director intended. <laughs> I think it was when they started doing like behind the scenes photos from Homecoming. There was just a photo of it. It was like a you know first look, whatever. And it was him and Michael Keaton. And Michael Keaton's in the vulture, like the puffy. J- it was like mm-hmm. when uh, Spider-Man goes to confront him and he webs his hands yeah. at the table. Mm-hmm. And John Watts is there and he's got like headphones like around his neck and like a jacket, like just like a hoodie and like jeans and like <laughs> Converse on. And then Michael Keaton's there. And then like it's with a quote, Michael Keaton just talking like phenomenally about him, like saying, <laughs> oh, I had such a great time working with him. Like he was the reason I kind of did the movie was just getting to know him. I'm like. I love this guy now. <laughs> he's just vibing. Yeah, he's just chilling. He's just chilling. <laughs> love John Watts. Yes. Uh, thank you for supplying those rumors and for confirming the run one of rumor. Of course. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about our top 20 horror films of all time. This list is subject to change as I change my mind all the time and because this was hard as shit as we've have to pull discussed. To Go this. ahead. All right. uh, I'm going to do 20 through 11 and then you do 20 through 11. And then 10 through 1, 10 through 1? Yeah, that works. Alrighty. Um, how are we doing this? Are we, like, discussing? Are we... I'm going to... I'm going to give my list, and if it's a movie that I think you, people may not have heard yeah. of, I'll briefly describe the movie. Okay. And then if you're shocked by any of something being low or high, let me know, and we can argue, Okay. which is always a good time. Should we uh, should we preface this by saying we kind of discussed certain things that would be typically labeled as horror yes. via letterbox, yes. but we kind of disagree with? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, so. I'll just give caveats to each personal list. Yeah. So, caveats to my list. Mm-hmm. I picked one p- 
per franchise. Okay. Because there are some horror movies in a franchise that I think both or all deserve to be on the list, but I didn't do that to put more movies on there. One. Two, I didn't include Jaws. I didn't include Science of the Lambs. Mm -hmm. And I didn't include Evil Dead 2. Yes. All of which I think are all-time great movies, Mm -hmm. but they are multiple genres that I feel would be a disservice to just label them horror movies. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like Jaws is perfectly <laughs> horror as it is adventure in the second half. Evil Dead horror comedy. Yeah. Silence of the Lambs being horror and just character drama. Character thriller. Yeah. Like it's yeah. just, you know. No, that's, I mean, that's my, like one of my favorite movies that yeah. I didn't put on the list. Yeah. I, just, yeah. I watch it. I'm like, we just recently watched it. I'm like, yeah. this isn't, and, yeah. Um, Caveats to mine are pretty similar. I didn't do the whole one per franchise thing, but okay. I did exclude stuff like Jaws and mm-hmm. and everything like that. Um, and then a lot of it, honestly, was just kind of gut instinct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, I consider The Shining a horror movie, but I don't consider Doctor Sleep a horror movie. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I can't explain it either. Mm-hmm. If you want to fight me on any of these, I'll be in the comments. <laughs> um, and... I also kind of did it based off of, for the older movies, uh-huh. I kind of look at them through the lens of, is it still scary today? Okay. So you know how you kind of look at older movies yeah. and you're like, that's not. Yeah. Like, I don't think Jaws is scary mm-hmm. today, but it's still like a perfect movie. Yeah. So I kind of had a little bit of that of like, if I rewatch this, am I still genuinely scared? Gotcha. I Another caveat to mine is uh, I... Mine is a mix of is the movie scary, but most importantly, is it like is it just a great movie? Yeah, because this isn't the scary like the yeah, scariest yeah, yeah, yeah. movies I've ever seen. It's just great horror movies. Yeah. Anyway, I interrupted your caveats. <coughs> that was it. stuff like that too. Or if I just okay. am genuinely the vibes are just yeah ooh. yeah. So I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> I can't wait to start off with my number twenty though. <laughs> After I said all that. <laughs> all right, my number twenty. Is uh, The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. A lot of you are like, what the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. It's a 1920s silent film. It's a horror film. Very um, the previous life of Tim Burton. Okay. In terms of the sets, it's a very German expressionist type looking movie. And it's about this guy who goes, like brings a carnival into town and says like, I got a guy who can just like wake up and from the dead. And they're like, what? And, and he like... Mm-hmm does it to this guy and he starts like kidnapping people, women and like killing them. Insane movie. And there's a big twist at the end that inspired a twist for a modern movie. But if I said the modern movie, you'd know what the twist is. So I don't want to give that away. You'll have to tell me after, <laughs> but I want you to watch it. <laughs> but, <laughs> that's, uh, that's fair. but anyway, the cabinet of Dr. Caligari, look it up. It's probably streaming somewhere and you know, maybe you'll like it. So yeah, that's my number 20. Number 19 is a 1960, also foreign horror film called Eyes Without a Face. This movie is about a surgeon whose daughter's in a car accident and fucks up her face. So he starts kidnapping women in the middle of the night, cutting their faces off, and trying to put them on his daughter. It's fucking creepy. That's horrifying. Yes. I don't like that. It's a very good movie, and it's on HBO Max. All right, well. I know Watch what I'm it doing tonight. At least I think it is. It's it's on one of them because I was recently on one of the services and saw it, and I was like, Probably Holy that shit. HBO Max has a substantial yeah. horror library. Yes. HBO Max is a good service. I honestly <laughs> think really it might good. be the best. <laughs> yeah, the app sucks, but the service is great. The app's terrible. Uh, coming in at number eighteen, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original, nineteen seventy-four. This film 
looks disgusting, but like in a good way, like he just feels gross. A lot of excellent scares, a lot of excellent setups, and just one of the best endings ever. I think. Yeah. Number 17 is Sinister, 2012, directed by Scott Derrickson. This movie scared the fuck out of me when I first saw it. Um, watch it. It's terrifying, and Ethan Hawke is in it, and I love him. Number 16 is the 2020 version of The Invisible Man. I loved it. I loved the movie. It was scary. It was Lee Winnell, so you get some of that cool upgrade action in there. I thought it was a genius way of revitalizing a classic monster in a completely different light. Thought it was cool. Number 15 is the original Poltergeist from 1982. Directed by Toby Hooper or Steven Spielberg, depending on who you believe. Great movie. Oh, you don't know that whole thing? I don't. Toby Hooper, who directed Texas Chainsaw, is the credited director of Poltergeist. The movie was written by Spielberg. And it feels very Spielbergian. And there are some people on set who claim that like Spielberg would like ghost direct the movie. Hmm. Yeah. But we'll give Toby Hooper the credit because his name's on it. Yeah. And he's a good director. Poltergeist, number 15. Number 14, The Omen from 76, directed by Richard Donner. Mm-hmm. Horrific movie. Terrifying movie. Uh, basically, they think this child that's born is the Antichrist. And um, the uh, if you've seen the movie, the uh, it's all for you, Damien, part in the beginning, fucking fucked me up when I watched it. That sounds horrifying. <laughs> it's, it is. <laughs> and uh, please watch The Omen. Coming in at number 13, the 1950s version of The Invasion of the Body Snatchers. The 1970s version is good, too. Or is the 80s, the one with Donald Sutherland? That one's good, too. But this 50s one really scared me when I watched it. Um, the themes it explores are really deep and interesting. And it is a movie that the pacing still flows very well and you wouldn't expect it to for a type of movie like that and it has some b-movie tropes without being a b-movie and i think that's pretty cool coming in at number 12 is a quiet place from 2018 mm-hmm. fucking love that movie and uh, this is one that i've thought about putting higher on the list and i w- might change my mind on later on because i really really like this movie but uh it's a quiet place excellent movie and number 11 the original nightmare on elm street very solid list. Which is a great movie. Some of it doesn't age all that well, but mm-hmm. still, the whole idea and the execution of the idea of somebody who haunts your fucking dreams and the whole backstory to Freddy Krueger that they reveal in the movie, which yeah. is not expected. And you kind of forget if you don't see the movie for a while. Incredibly well done, and I miss Wes Craven. So that is my 20 through 11. Nick, hit me with yours. All right, so our lists are going to be very different, mostly <laughs> because I haven't seen a lot of classic horror movies okay. like exorcist poltergeist omen which i'm sure which i'm sure having had seen them yeah they would easily make the list because mm-hmm. they are still talked about to this day uh do you want me to do the years as well say the years only if you feel like it you don't have to i think i can all right here we go <laughs> all right coming in at number 20 should i look at you with a camera how did you however you want i did both you did both all right coming in at number 20 1989's Friday the 13th Part 8 Jason Takes Manhattan. Jesus Christ. I watch that movie every year. It is so good. It is the best Friday the 13th movie. Dalton, the movie's like an hour and a half long. It's called Jason Takes Manhattan. Uh An hour and ten minutes, they're on a boat. (laughs) They're in Manhattan for 10 minutes, and then there's credits. <laughs> but he took Manhattan. 
but he took Manhattan. <laughs> and I don't know that that one I watch and it's just that one's more of the campy horror fun that yeah. I'm just like I'm just going to have a good time watching this. Yeah. Some of the other Friday the 13th I just found boring mm-hmm. like you know they're just bad sequels. Yeah. That one just entertains me. <laughs> Number 9 I'll fight you in the comments. I'll be there. <laughs> I'm even in the comments 3 p.m. <laughs> Uh, coming in at number 19, I have 2016's Lights Out, directed by David Samberg. Great movie. That movie is creepy as hell, and mm-hmm. I dig it. Coming in at number 18, we have 1982's The Thing. Okay. I, one, love Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. Two, love the director of that one, who yep. is... John Carpenter. John Carpenter, yes, I knew that. You might see that movie pop up on my list. Ooh, perhaps. Um, I just... I dug the whole creepy atmosphere vibe. There are some a few jump scares in it, mm-hmm. but I think that the movie, just the ominous, ominousness of the movie, worked really well. And the practical makeup, and the practical makeup. Yeah. So 2019, so coming in at number 17, I've the first Saw movie. James Wan, our Can't boy, beat it. A boy, James Wan, <laughs> and Lee Wanell, and Lee Wanell. We both agreed not to put Malignant on our lists. Uh, <laughs> Otherwise, that would clearly be <laughs> Every spot. on it. So I had to put a little James Wan in there. Yeah, of course, of course. There's actually a lot of James Wan coming yeah. up. Oh, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> coming in at number 16, I have 1981's An American Werewolf in London. Very cool. Classic. Yep. I dig it. I dig the practical mm-hmm. effects of it. <clears throat> and yeah. Coming in at number 15, I have 1968's Night of the Living Dead. That's just a classic. Romero. That's just yeah. a classic. I mean, the how, OG. how do you yeah. how do you not, you know? Yeah. Number 14, I have Midsummer. Okay. Uh I feel like the modern ones kind of speak for themselves, you know. Yeah. Yeah. 13, I have Hereditary. Okay. I think I like Hereditary more than Midsummer. Both mm-hmm. fantastic from that director whose name escapes. Ari Oster. Ari Oster. Um was that that was four thirteen? Yes, I think. Yes. Coming in at number twelve. I have Sinister. We love some Scott Derrickson and oh, yes, see Robert do. Cargill here. Yes, we do. Um, that one, again, speaks for some. And number 11, I have Cabin in the Woods. Okay. I dug that movie. It had enough horror and fun, but it wasn't like horror fun like uh, Evil Dead 2 would be. So mm-hmm. I consider this one more of a horror movie. I got you. And yeah, that's my 20 through 11. All right. Now we're going to get into my top 10. The good shit, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Well, it's all good shit. Uh, yeah. Number 10, American Psycho. Okay. All right. Directed by Mary Heron. Made Christian Bale. I I just watched that for the first time recently with yes. you. Yeah, I seen it. love this fucking movie. It's a good movie. It's, it's, it's good so good. Movie. And uh, everyone is wrong about the ending, by the way. It's not a dream. For those of you who think it's a dream, it's wrong. Is that a thing? Everyone. Really? Yeah. I don't interpret it that way at all. I don't remember the ending exactly, but I remember not being like mm-hmm. a dream. Yeah. Basically, when the shit hits the fan, yeah, yep, people yep. people think that he made it up. Ah, I don't think that. Gotcha. Uh, number nine is The Conjuring Two. Okay. Our boy James Wan. Boy James Wan. And I think The Conjuring Two is the best of the Conjuring franchise, mm-hmm. and it's one of the best <laughs> horror movies ever made, in my opinion. Yes. It has heart, it has scares, it has creepy atmosphere, That's and when Patrick Wilson <laughs> sings Elvis, it breaks my heart every time. Every time, without fail, like every cry. single time, it's a great movie. <laughs> 
Coming in at number eight, The Thing. John Carpenter's The Thing. Ooh, okay. We got a little different here. Love that movie. Yeah. Uh, I used to think it was his best movie, but as you'll see later in my list, I've recently changed my mind about that. But uh, I love The Thing, the practical makeup, the mm-hmm. um, it's you, no, it's you, of the whole oh, yeah, story. The, the whodunit. Yeah. <laughs> Who is it? Yeah. Who is it? <laughs> is... Among Us. <laughs> that, that's basically what <laughs> that movie is. It's live action Among it's Us. It's live action Among Us. If, if, if you need a pitch on that movie, that's what <laughs> it is. It's The Thing meets thing yes it's excellent coming in at number seven the exorcist this film isn't as scary as it's hyped up to be but it is a fantastic movie Mm -hmm. the central character the priest is a it's his whole thing is he's somebody who has a crisis of faith and starts to not believe in god even though he's devoted his life to it okay and he's trying to look for a reason to believe in god again so you know he just comes face to face with satan (laughs) and it's like as one I might do it. Who directed that? I've never seen it. Um, William Frankton in 1973. It was one of the first horror movies nominated for Best Picture. Oh wow! I don't. I don't think it's the first, but it's one of the first. I've never seen it, but I love the poster for it. Oh yeah, and it is a. It's a great movie. Yeah. And he doesn't have the only arc in the movie. The arc of the little girl as well. Mm-hmm. Really interesting, especially with her family dynamic and the mother who's just trying to get some fucking help for the kid. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trying to solve this it's, issue. Yeah. It's, it's a great movie. And mm-hmm. the human drama of it still holds up. Coming in at number six, Scream. I love Scream. Understand. I love Wes Craven. Yeah. I love that whole franchise. Yeah. All of them. Even the shitty third one. <laughs> I enjoy. And I'm really looking forward to Scream 5 or Scream as they're calling it. But uh, yes. Love that movie. One of the best screenplays ever written. The twist is amazing. Yes. Love it. Yep. Love it. Coming in at number five. Top five. Coming in at number five. The Evil Dead. Directed by Sam Raimi. $20 horror movie when he was 20 years old. Yeah. Fucking love it. It's one of my favorite. And it just... It literally, when you watch it, it's all a bunch of friends made a movie in their backyard. Yeah. And it's great. Yeah. (laughs) The, The stuff he does with the camera in that movie... Insan, insanity, like the where whether you're going over the ceiling boards, whether it's Bruce Campbell wiping his foot across the camera and it becomes a transition, just stuff like that. It's yeah, insane that he was able to do that on that low budget. Coming at number four, 1978's Halloween, okay. the original, which I've officially accepted is better than the thing. Um, it's a fantastic movie. It sets up this whole atmosphere that. Michael Myers could always be watching you and mm-hmm. you just constantly feel creeped out and unsettled like for the entirety of the runtime. And it still has some jump scares that hold up. Yeah. And just the overall concept of is he a human or is he something more? The pure embodiment of evil as yeah. the doctor would say. I like that movie a lot. Very good movie. Coming in at number three, The Shining. Stanley Kubrick. It's Kubrick. He's the man. Um, that film, like Halloween, sets up creepy atmosphere. But it also is about a family that already wasn't doing well. Mm-hmm. Like, there's clearly some type of abuse going on. There's something off. And then you put them in this situation where they're isolated in this hotel. And the boy has special powers. And then all hell breaks loose with this creepy-ass hotel. And the way that it slowly gets worse and worse and the tension builds and builds and just skyrockets without ever losing its momentum. Mm-hmm. A mastery. Love The Shining. Coming in at number two is Ridley Scott's Alien, which I did count as a horror film. As did I. It is a... Spoiler alert. It is a fantastic movie. This is my number two horror film, and I think Alien is one of the movies that is a perfect movie. 
as do I think the number one movie on this list is. But there are very few movies I would consider, oh, that's a perfect movie. Alien is a perfect movie. It's slow building story, it's characters, it's Mm -hmm. sense of urgency, it's isolation. Amazing. The hands. (laughs) The alien hands that you hate. (laughs) That is the most horrifying. Was that in Aliens 2? That was the first one. It was the first one that you see? Mm -hmm. Five. Yeah. It's it's terrifying. I don't like it. And Ellen Ripley, one of the greatest movie characters ever. Yes. And coming in at number one, Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. I love that movie. It is an amazing story, an amazing script, amazing performance by Anthony Perkins, amazing performance by Janet Leigh and all the other people in that movie. The way that it starts off as one story flips you on your head into now this is the story, and it does the perfect Hitchcockian thing of giving the audience information but not the characters. So the whole time you're in a tense situation and the way it's able to change motivations to who you want to win in this movie. And the twist is still still amazing. And the human drama and the dialogue, especially the dialogue, still hold up as being creep me and atmospherically weird. Mm-hmm. And there's just something off the whole movie. And you can't quite put your finger on it in terms of how it feels. And then once everything's revealed, you're just like, oh, that must have been it. But how did they... How did they make you feel like something was wrong without making you, making you feel yeah. like... And it's, I haven't seen that. Be, yeah, I know. It drives you insane. <laughs> yeah. We're going to watch it one like soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will make you watch it soon. But yes, Psycho, my number one favorite horror movie. Give me your 10 through 1, Nicholas. All right. Coming in at number 10, we have Get Out. Great movie. Yes. Coming in at number 9, we have Us. Another great movie. Yep. Yeah, I, I think... Jordan Peele is just... Oh, he's amazing. Insane. Like I said, there were 43 movies on my original list. Yeah. <laughs> I... I... If What's his next movie? Nope. Yeah. If that one's equally as good as these, I mean... He's, he's one of the greats. He's one of the greats. Yeah. I mean, he, I think I would already consider him. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Um, that was number nine. Number eight, I have Alien. Uh, number Beautiful. seven, I have the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. Uh, number six, I have Scream. So Scream, our Screams oh, were yeah. exactly the same. Look at that. Uh, n- now we're into the top five. <laughs> number five, I have the original Halloween. Okay. I agree with everything you said about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four, I have The Shining. Again, agree with everything you said about it. Number three, I have the first Conjuring movie. Okay. I The fr- the whole friend. I mean, three was fine, but one and two are just... Mm-hmm. James Wan is... Yeah. James Wan's a master. Yeah. He is. He's the ma- master of modern horror. Yes, without a doubt. Uh, number two, I have The Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. Love me some Bruce Campbell. <sighs> love two. me some nice. Sam Raimi. Yeah. You know. Number one, I have The Conjuring 2. That is... My movie rules. That is, without a doubt, <laughs> one of the greatest horror movies. Yeah. I can watch that at any moment. Yeah. You know, sometimes you have to be in the mood for horror. Mm-hmm. Conjur- if you said Conjuring 2, I'm there. Yeah. Easy. Patrick Wilson, love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, that is my my list. Awesome. So let's go through twenty through one and just do our whole list. I'll go first. My list goes as follows: number twenty, The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari; number nineteen, Eyes Without a Face; number seventeen, or I'm sorry, number eighteen, Texas Chainsaw Massacre; number seventeen, Sinister; number sixteen, The Invisible Man; number fifteen, Poltergeist; number fourteen, The Omen; number thirteen, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Number 12, A Quiet Place. Number 11, A Nightmare on Elm Street. 
Number 10, American Psycho. Number 9, The Conjuring 2. Number 8, The Thing. Number 7, The Exorcist. Number 6, Scream. Number 5, The Evil Dead. Number 4, Halloween. Number 3, The Shining. Number 2, Alien. And number 1, Psycho. Nicholas. Number 20, Friday the 13th, Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan. Number 19, Lights Out. Number 18, The Thing. Number 17, Saw. Number 16, An American Werewolf in London. Number 15 is Night of the Living Dead. Number 14 is Midsommar. Number 13 is Hereditary. Number 12 is Sinister. Number 11 is Cabin in the Woods. Number 10 is Get Out. Number uh, 9 is Us. Number 8 is Alien. Number 7 is The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Number 6 is Scream. Number 5 is The Original Halloween. Number 4 is The Shining. Number 3 is The Conjuring. Number two is The Evil Dead, and number one is The Conjuring 2, and number one is Malignant. (laughs) (laughs) One through 20 is Malignant. Uh, But yes, thank you guys for listening to our list of our favorite horror movies. Like I said, they could all be different tomorrow. Yep. And like I said, when I am, I didn't think the list was going to be hard. Yeah, and then, then you start. And then I start, yep. and then I had 43 movies, and I was like, fuck. And then as I was eliminating movies, I was adding movies yeah. that I'd forgotten about. And I was like, god damn it. So hey, we got to do this every year and see if it updates as new yeah. movies come out. And, and like maybe and a, as a movie stuff. grows on you over a certain period yeah. of time and you like it more. Like, dude, the last movies I cut were the Jordan Peele movies. Mm. It's that, a tough, that's a tough decision, yeah, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, I remember I got to 43 movies. And the first movie I cut was Saw. Yeah. And I love Saw. <laughs> and I was like, this is going to be fucking hard. Yeah. As soon as I did that. So, yeah. Uh, anything gonna, else you want to add? We're going to do a Christmas edition. It's just Die Hard on all the spots. <laughs> it is Die Hard. You know what one of my favorite Die Hard movies is? Three. No. Oh. Home Alone. <laughs> There's so many. It's things. a Die Hard movie. I think we could do at least a top ten with Christmas movies. We probably could. I think easily. Yeah. For sure. But we have to figure out what quantifies a Christmas movie. Because I'm putting... I mean, I'm putting Die Hard. I'm putting Iron Man 3. I'm putting Predator. (laughs) (laughs) I'm putting... We're like the only people in the universe who like that Shane Black Predator movie. (laughs) I thought that was a a Halloween one. It was Halloween. Yeah. Damn it! (laughs) 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 Um, I mean, Die Hard. Yeah. I think. Definitely. Iron Man 3, I guess. No, it, Iron Man 3 doesn't count. It's There's not. one scene Die, that takes place. Yeah, Die Hard is like mm-hmm. central. Like yeah. Christmas Die, is a theme. I, Die yeah. Hard is a Christmas movie to me. Yeah. Home Alone. Home Alone. I mean, Christmas Vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We, we get into it. The actual yeah. stuff, but. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Thank you guys so much for checking us out. We'll see you on Tuesday with the next weekend's box office. I wonder how Last Night in Soho is going to do, which we're seeing tonight. Yes, yes. And, uh, oh, also, we're going to be at the Orlando Film Festival um, covering stuff for The Local, which is going to play there, our film. Mm-hmm. You'll see a bunch of social media posts on there, and I might put it in the little community tab on YouTube as well. Um, if you're an audio listener, thank you, and also subscribe to us on YouTube. And if you're subscribed on YouTube, thank you. And if you, it's more convenient, listen to us on your podcasting app of choice. Thanks, everybody, for watching, and we'll see you next time.